Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Uh, before we go on, we were just trying to get the energy, uh, rise the energy for the podcast to deliver something absolutely phenomenal for you guys. <laughs> and Annie just said that she always wanted to be like those women or men that uh, were on Oprah and won a car and that level of excitement. And that's what she wants to bring to you every every week. I'm bringing it to you, bitch. No, like I always just was so intrigued. Like it looked like they were given a few bumps of coke mm. before they went into the audience. Like it was that manic kind of like losing your fucking <laughs> shit excitedness. Like that's not normal. Oh, could you imagine? This is Oprah's favorite powdered substance. Now we recommend that you actually snort it. It's, snort this. It's a new type of biscuit. So if you want to snort it and then have a swig of whiskey as well before the show, you'll oh I don't know. You'll probably have an enlightenment experience. Okay, guys, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's what probably happened. I will lose my shit over here. Oh, I'm trying to remember what that might feel like if I tried that new biscuit. Mmm, chocolatey. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> not much, not much. Just here with you, my love, to give you another story to freak the shit out of you. And I think this is a good story this week to freak the shit out of you. But I know before we get into our story that we do have a few little things to say. So if you, what do you have to say? What do you have to say on your soapbox? Get up on it there, you stupid bitch. I want to say that I am so fucking <laughs> excited! Because, sorry, that's going to be really annoying for people's ears. I am so excited. I am so... Do you know what really annoys me? Sorry, I'm just going to say this now, right? Do you know, like, people have started going, I'm so excited for, for like, everything. You're not that excited. You're really not. And it's a stupid thing to keep saying the whole time that you're so excited. I'm, I'm so excited to go here. I'm so excited to do that. I'm so excited. But they're just saying it in this kind of like bland, like monotone voice. And you're like, no, Shirley, you're not that excited. OK, save your excitement for times when it really actually matters. Now, I actually am really fucking excited. I see the... Um I see the Grinch is revving up for Christmas. <laughs> it's getting to that time Jesus. of year. We got a new little um, review on on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts is now called. And this says, 
five stars for a second there I thought it was four I just glanced at the screen and I was like I'm not reading out this shit but it's okay it's fine <laughs> um, Brian Calderon via Apple Podcast in the United States of America says I love this show I love how you guys always bicker that's all bye I mean it was short it was sweet it was succinct it was precise and um, very relevant Brian and I would like to say thank you uh thanks so much for sending your review brian very kind of you and this week we have a brand new patreon subscriber her name is liz and we are delighted to have you on board thanks so much liz for signing up to our um patreon page where you'll get a weekly bonus episode called motu weird wednesdays so uh yeah oh liz liz elizabeth beth bessie Lizzie, Lizzo, thank you. We do thank you. Thank you so much. Now, let's get down to the, let's get down to the nitty gritty business here, Annie. Let's get ready to rumble. Today, Annie, I bring you two terrifying encounters of a man referred to as the Smiling Man. Mm. <laughs> Even his name sends a shiver down your spine. I can tell already. You're not going to do that creepy English voice that you've been doing for past episodes I won't mention. Who are you talking about? The Watcher, Annie? (laughs) The Watcher's always watching in the background, Annie. Will keep sending me like WhatsApp voice notes being, Hello, the Watcher is watching you, Annie. Take your finger out of your nose. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the United States. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police patrolled park, quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street on my side was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realised how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still, until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off him to cross the empty street. 
As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot on the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward. Smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him, and then he started moving towards me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there completely frozen as the smiling man crept towards me. And then he stopped again about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to my mind. What I meant to say was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the f- Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go. Until he was far enough away to be almost out of sight. And then I realised something. He wasn't moving away anymore nor dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in the city for six months after that night and never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk, he didn't look high, he looked completely and utterly insane and that's a very, very scary thing to see. What are your thoughts so far? Oh God almighty. Will you be doing your walks at night anymore? 
absolutely 100% not. I like what? You know that musicals freak me out anyway. So who who would scare me more than a fucking waltzing maniac in the middle of the street? It's actually scarier than somebody like blatantly coming for you. Just what just waltzing around you like that. It marries yeah. my 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 fear of anything musical and um being um abducted by some kind of maniac. <laughs> just like I uh, being out in your walk and somebody just robbing you. Well, like yeah, that is a fear, but nearly then if they robbed you, they just get it over and done with. But this fella keeps like literally like dancing around her, going like coming for like oh I I well I suppose I wouldn't really be feeling anything because I would have just fallen on the floor and been unconscious. Some background to the story: this story appeared on um on Reddit about nine years ago, and it garnered a lot of attention. Kind of became this like bit of an urban legend type thing. And then people kind of were mm-hmm. like asking about their own stories about the smiling man and had they encountered him. Now, obviously, you can take a lot of stories with a pinch of salt, but she maintains that this was 100 percent true of this guy that she encountered who was smiling. And, you know, oh, um, and then a couple of years later, another lady gave her story. And uh, I have that here today as well, if you'd like to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd love That's to. That's a yes. I'd okay, perfect. To. We'll roll the tape there. <laughs> I'm 26. I have two kids, a husband, and my mom lives with us. She had some medical problems lately, so I wanted to help her out as much as possible. My husband is a Marine and he got home from Afghanistan a couple of months ago, so he's pretty much on edge. Nobody really knows our neighbour. We don't talk and the most interaction we had was when I paid him to mow my lawn last summer once. So you can kind of guess why I was weirded out when he showed up to my door in the middle of the night. My mom and kids fell asleep in the living room because it was getting cold and we didn't do plastic on the windows yet. Their rooms are on the other side of the living room and it gets colder there fast. I live in Iowa so it's pretty cold now. I also live in a small town, really small, so when someone outside is walking around in the middle of the night, it's weird. The reason I'm posting this here is because when my mom and I told the story to a friend of mine, she told me that it reminded her of a story on the site a long long time ago. I don't know the name, but I'm hoping somebody will point me in the right direction. I'm open to any suggestions and asking for help at the same time. I'm going to say it was about one o'clock in the morning. Not sure, but it had to be since it was almost half one when everything was finished or seemed to die down. Well, I got up to go to the bathroom. I went through the kitchen and turned on the light, did my business. And when I was done, I turned off the light. I made it almost to the bedroom through the kitchen when my doorbell rings caught me off guard so I stopped thinking who the hell would that be then bang 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 ding dong ding dong I'm thinking uh oh they're gonna wake everyone up I half run to the door and open it it's my neighbour Ben hey hey let me in please Uh, please I got locked out come on dude you gotta be quiet everyone is sleeping with an annoyed tone I said 
This creepy guy is coming. I look over his shoulder and see him coming down the sidewalk, more like running and tiptoeing at the same time. This guy was tall, maybe six foot, six foot four. His back was arched backwards. His arms were dramatically moving forward and back as he took each step. He was looking up and tilting his head from side to side with each stride. He was wearing a suit, kind of dirty and wrinkly, and a hat, not a top hat or anything, but a short one, and it wasn't falling off for some reason. The creepy part was he was smiling really wide, wide enough to hurt. I figured he would pass by, because if he was coming to us, he would have cut the corner. Nope. In two strides from the time I spotted him, he stopped at the corner and turned. I motioned for Ben to get inside, and by the time he was in all the way and I had shut the glass door, this man was climbing my steps to the door. Now the front side walk to my door is a good 25 to 30 feet. He covered that in two seconds. Another weird part was when he got to my door, he kept trying to walk. Best relation is like when you reach the end of a map in a video game and the character keeps walking in place. I'm kind of annoyed and tired and really freaked at this point. But for some reason, this dude is reminding me of Jim Carrey from that old movie, The Mask. Until I tried to say, you need to leave or you need to get off my property. Right when I forced the word you out, his head snapped forward. This happened in the blink of an eye. No warning. And I wasn't faced with his chin anymore. I screamed and fell back. Well, kind of sat and fell at the same time, so I was on my butt and elbows. When I looked up, his head was back to the sky and Ben was jumping over me. I pulled up my knees so I could shut the door and rolled over so I could get up faster and heard my mom getting up yelling. She'd fallen asleep on the couch, so she was in the living room. I heard my husband Jake get up from the bedroom, more like a fall out of bed due to my scream. I'm scrambling through the kitchen past Jake to the back door, hoping to God I or someone get it locked. I hear my mom yelling at Ben, What are you doing in this house? With me running from the kitchen area and past Jake, I know he's going over to interrogate Ben. All I could say was, Hold on! As I threw open the back door porch, I know he thought I was running from Ben. I hit the back door. Oh, thank God it's locked. Through the small opening, all I could see was the darkness. But I had to turn on the porch light to see. I didn't really hesitate, I guess, but it flicked on. I was right. He was there. I gasped pretty loud and again, just like before, his head snapped forward. I screamed and the echo from the back porch being relatively empty made it loud. I was backing up when Jake appeared behind me. What the fuck? Who in the hell is that? My mom also appears. Oh my god. Ben tries to assure her. See, that's what I was trying to tell you. My mom went into the bathroom where the windows faced the backyard. She peeked out and backed out of the bathroom into the kitchen. She used the words, He's dancing around in the back. 
She stood next to the fridge, which is next to the back porch door. Jack went into the bedroom and grabbed his gun. I know he didn't put any bullets in it because the amount of time it took for him to grab it, but maybe the scare would be enough. Ben went into the bathroom, looked out the window and walked around with my mom. I mouthed the words, He's right there! to Jake as he pointed towards the side of the back door. Jake opened the back door and crept outside with his gun. I wasn't far behind and stayed in the doorway. At the moment Jake looked at me, the guy appeared in the alleyway, tiptoeing really long strides, a bit more than half a block down. We went back into the house and put on a pot of coffee and listened to Ben. Me and my girlfriend got into it about midnight and she locked me out. So I was messing around on my iPod for an hour or so on the steps. In the corner of my eye, that creepy ass dude was walking down the street at the corner. I thought he was going to keep going when he started crossing the road. But when he got under the street light, I got freaked and stood up. He must have heard me because he turned straight away on the other side of the road. I was knocking on the door but he was getting closer really fast. So I went past your house and saw the light go off and that's when I rang the bell. We sat there trying to figure out what happened. If that guy looked like anyone we knew, wondering how he was walking like that, trying to mimic the smile without hurting ourselves, tiptoeing, dancing those long strides, the speed. So at this point, Annie, she actually updates her post. Are you with me? Oh my God, I'm fucking losing. Oh my God, this is so fucking creepy. I guess it's not much of an update, but being how it has been about a week since it has actually happened, nothing else seemed out of the ordinary. But even in broad daylight, I have been walking my kids to and from the bus stop. My husband is the one walking around and locking the doors before bed now. It's kind of funny. He never used to do that before. Jake, Ben and I brainstormed a couple of times. I showed them the other story on here and they agreed that it's got to be the same guy or some type of group. We came to the conclusion that no one has actually been touched, let alone harmed by this character. We don't really know what that means, but we don't want to find out either. My mom seems to be way more sceptical than us. Jake agrees with her a little more than me and Ben but I think it's because we had more interaction with it. So do you think that there is a man plaguing these neighbourhoods in America, Annie? Do you think that this man is could travel across continents? Do you, know what do you I think just... this man could creep the outside your house tonight? No! It just came to me and I actually feel a whole lot better because I, I mm. really hate that story and it's really... I just got this weird feeling in my stomach as you were saying it, but just in this last two seconds, I realised it's Hugh Jackman. What? It's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but how did you come to that conclusion? You can't just say a name and just go, with him. <laughs> no, because um, for years and years, he wanted to be in musicals and he wanted to be singing or dancing. He never made it. And then he did that fucking god-awful greatest showman thing. And now he just can't stop. And he's also got like a huge smile. Like he's got a huge, like creepy fucking smile. And um, he's always ridiculously happy. So it's just mm. Hugh Jackman with a pair of roller skates on going around the neighborhood in Iowa. And that's it. That's the end. Don't ever want to hear any more about it. Thank you. Bye. Hey. Maybe it's some guy that's practicing for dancing with the stars. Like. <laughs> uh, 
and he's got like little ear pods in and like you can't really see them and he's just trying to do the waltz and the only time he can do it is like outside in the dark at night time because he doesn't actually really have the room in his apartment yeah absolutely that's like that's um the second option I like I was trying to figure out like through the first story and the second story like I did these these, these people didn't seem to think that there was like a like a, a, a super or like a a non-human element to this guy apart from the speed and the weird the weird movements and stuff like did like I, I really want to know did he feel human or did he feel like something else yeah you've got yeah you've got a point there I suppose with the second encounter she kind of like they were kind of freaked out by the speed um of it which maybe could a slightly paranormal element of it but possibly then it could also just be very normal element to it as well um i don't know some people are go down the route that this is like some sort of like you know trickster like demonic creature um and others just put it down to being like some fucking crazed man that likes terrorizing people oh god Um, whatever it is it's whatever it is it just feels more terrifying than like a straight up like attacker I don't know like it's just I know like he did well I know that's silly to say because he didn't actually touch anybody or like physically harm anybody but like I yeah imagine being outside be imagine being inside your house in the middle of the night and there's some guy doing a weird macarena outside your window with a big fucking creepy face on him and he's ridiculously like smiling and it's Hugh Jackman I'd be like Hugh will you get off my lawn it's two o'clock in the morning know what you fucking think you're doing <laughs> Do you think that he would have been like doing that? I'll look a bull a year because of it. Like, you think that that's why he was there? Yeah, but like slow, like slowed down in a sensual kind of a tempo. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm a firm believer as well in, in that everything happens for a reason. And today on the Facebook group, someone said that they couldn't get my rendition of She Wolf by Shakira out of their head. And they were kind of thanking me for bringing it to their attention, basically, is what I gathered, and that they wanted an album. I don't know. I don't know but anyway. Whenever, whenever I was reaching Earth in that story, whenever I envisioned your man walking down the street, I was like, he was just doing that Shakira video where she does the weird movements of, do you know that video where she's just like, there's a she-wolf in the closet. And she's doing the weird like leg movements and stuff. I'm like, was he just like vibing to that? (laughs) He's just an absolute Shakira fan with long legs and then like because she's quite short actually so when you actually expand the movement to somebody who's taller like it looks like they're kind of like a weird kind of a moonwalky kind of a thing. Mm. And also while I have you there as well um, we haven't mentioned Jessica Fletcher in quite a while so I just had to say her name because people are asking for it they're actually demanding they were like seemed like a case for Jessica Fletcher and yeah it would be and I'd say she would get to the bottom of it like in the style of officer where were you on Tuesday night because I found out that arms folded uh, full perm wearing a beige trench coat and maybe um, kind of a more of a muted red lip is what I would call yeah, it yeah a muted kind of an, uh, with an orangey undertone uh, pearl mm. earrings and do you think that she'd be wearing a bit of like dark kind of navy eyeliner or would she go for a grey Um, probably grey she's very kind of Born and match the jacket type, type, yeah, type of <laughs> downtrodden like kind of 
her headmistress type vibe. Um, but let's right, okay, let's just trash it out there as well. This guy, let's say he's human and uh, obviously just off his head on drugs or drink. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, and what would you think he's looking at? The moon? <laughs> What's the well, smile about? Uh, the smile now. The smile is the creepiest thing because you know what kind of freaks me out in everyday life? You know mm. these people who walk along the street like you're in a town or a city or whatever and it's usually like a more kind of middle-aged woman kind of thing and she's walking down the road and she just has a big smile on her face like at nothing yeah. kind of thing. That always yeah. kind of, I'm like, I'm like Mary, Mary, what are you smiling at? You know, she's not on the phone or anything. It's not one of those. It's just like, oh, general big smile for the world. I don't know why that that freaks me out. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? That freaks me out as well. Because I'm like, why are they? Are they crazy? Are they not crazy? Now, I do do a few checks, though. I check if they're listening to music and I check mm-hmm. if they're potentially on the phone. And if there's mm-hmm. neither of those things there, then I'm in my head. I'm like this mentally insane. <laughs> but in reality I'm just like they're probably just happy maybe they got really good news maybe they're just like thinking about something like that was happy or funny um, but and yeah maybe they my just... default would be like mental clinically M- mentally insane I know isn't that really it's kind of really sad that we jumped to that conclusion like maybe they just got a really good bargain in Marks and Spencer's meanwhile you're walking down the street dragging your heels with a smell off you and your hair's up in a bun and I'm I'm walking dragging you... my foot cross-eyed well, Will, um, actually, speaking of like men in, in dark clothes, tall mm. men in dark clothes that have a weird mm. postural stance. Uh, mm. I met you yesterday for coffee and we it's been warm in Ireland and we were all there mm-hmm. now in our little gang and all wearing our summer clothes. And uh, our friend Gregory Conway, shout out to Gregory, had the loveliest two piece blue outfit he on did. him. And shorts and a shirt and he's looking gorgeous. And Dave was looking Baby gorgeous in flip flops. And I had a lovely like light shirt. And here Will comes the Grim Reaper himself comes along. And I think you were wearing about four tops and all of them were black. This is a complete lie. And yesterday the weather was 16 degrees Celsius. Americans, you can work that out yourselves because uh, we work in Celsius here and I can't be bothered. (laughs) And I was wearing, I had a jumper and I also had a a light hoodie on me, a zip up light hoodie and a pair of jeans. And apparently that didn't wash with Annie, you know, didn't wash with Annie because she's still in the heat wave that we had about two weeks ago. I mean, it was so, maybe it was 16 degrees. It was muggy. It was warm. and It was um, 16 degrees and overcast. Thank you. Vest on. You had your thermal vest on that you've been wearing since winter. So I saw it peeking out under your jumper. Now, we'll stop it now. That was actually just my uh, mahogany body from this than from the heat wave that you were looking at <laughs> um, that you were jealous of from your pasty kind of Catholic priest body. If you're looking for a date, you're going to have to take off the thermal long johns. Now, does anybody have a question for me this week or am I just here for the good of humanity? I don't need help from you. I don't need help from you now. I don't need you to help me at all in that front. Do you understand me now? Well, somebody needs to be. And today we are announcing a fundraiser for a new clip-on bun for Annie's hair. If anyone would like <laughs> to throw in a few euros so we can get her a new clip-on bun. Because the bun that she has is ratty. And um, it, unfortunately, these <laughs> things are made of nylon, guys. And they only last a few goes. Annie's been Annie's been basically um, whoring this thing out for about 10 years. So you can imagine, um, you can imagine this state and condition it's in. Anyway, guys, it's 
it's called uh, get a bun for Annie and um, you can do your own thing you can bake buns for it to raise the money you can do sponsored walks you can do crazy hairstyles whichever you want to do um, uh, please put the pictures up on the Facebook group and um, all donations are welcome to um, to this cause because this girl has been going with this bun for quite a while and she needs a new bun <laughs> Okay, thanks. <laughs> now we're moving on to ask. Do 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 do. Woo. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ask any editing. 4.5 out of 10. 4.5. <clears throat> I'll take it. <laughs> Annie, this week I have a question from Alison Scott. She wants to know, Isabella wants, Isabella wants to know if you've 
if you'd ever let Will do a story on Land of Nod. Also, when can she listen to your scary podcast with the rude words in it? <laughs> now, Isabella, I think your mom has already told you that you're not allowed to listen to the dirty one. I mean, I mean, the scary one. Um, Isabella is a little girl in Scotland who is so sweet who called her hamster Annie and she's just the cutest and she listens to my kids podcast the whole time. Yes, I do have a kids podcast where I tell uh, bedtime stories to kids and no, they do not involve the slander, the cursing or the misogyny that goes on here at Mysteries of the Unexplained. Um, I would most welcome Will on to tell a, a bedtime story at just the strange thing is that um a lot of children find will actually very very scary that's a lie there's um... no evidence for this either where's the evidence for this where's the evidence will they come up to me after you've tried to talk to them and they say that you tried to like get them to join some kind of cult i don't know what the cult it is what it's about but five and six year olds are not your target audience okay you're a very creepy woman annie (laughs) thanks Isabella I hope that you've been allowed to listen to just this tiny segment of the podcast and I hope I didn't say any bad words Jamie Talbot Seagull writes in and she wants to know if you could have any animal in the world as your lifelong companion what would you choose and why oh um well, I have a little companion now. His name is Washi, and he's a little rescue dog of Wash genetic heritage. I do not know. So he will be my little life partner. But I've always been a little bit obsessed by, like, finger monkeys. You know, like, the tiny, tiny little oh, ones that, like, could sit on your thumb. And they have really, like, human, like, little movements. And I just always wanted a little, uh, little finger monkey. Um, but you're not allowed to take them from the zoo and it's actually very frowned upon to have a monkey as a pet so I wouldn't actually do it so I'll have to um, I'll have to just stick with Watto but I do watch a lot of the documentaries about um, people that have lived with, with, with apes or chimps or uh, and Jane Goodall is one of my heroes um, but I can't do it so I'll just maybe rescue another dog sometime very good. Tanya Middleton writes in and she says, Do you have an order when you're washing your pots? My man thinks I'm oh. odd as I have a rinse bowl to wash off the bubbles. Plus, what things are you anal about? My man goes straight mad. Sorry, my man goes mad if I don't slice the cheese straight. <laughs> Oh, okay. I do have an order for pots and stuff. Uh, it depends whether I'm using the dishwasher or not, but I try not to use the dishwasher if there's not too much to clean. Anyway, I throw all the cutlery in the bottom, and then I do, in this order, like cups or mugs, and then small plates, and then big plates, and then heavier stuff, and rinsing them all, like, in turn. I think, does everybody do that? And then I leave the cutlery till the end, because that's always the shit stuff, and it's really hard to do. And then you rinse that all off, and you put it in. Do I have anything, um, really anal? Yeah, I'm a little bit of an, like, it sounds very much like you might be surprised. It's a little bit of a neat freak around the house. I hate when people don't wipe down the countertops after themselves. Like, wipe down the countertop like wipe them down what's wrong with you and first wipe off the crumbs 
and then get a wet damp cloth and then wipe down the counters and uh, I I also am very weird in particular about coffee and I won't drink coffee from lots of places because I think it's rotten and um, I hate Starbucks coffee I think it's disgusting um, and um, but I'm an absolute joy to live with lads oh I'm a joy <coughs> to live with I I've really. lived with you open to the breeze <laughs> Kate I also oh, hate when people sorry one more thing like spit toothpaste in the sink and don't rinse it down and wash it after themselves oh, Dave God. doesn't even listen to this podcast anymore so I don't know why I'm even having a dig yeah go on <laughs> Kate Pattinson writes in who do you relate the most out of Father Ted Mrs Doyle Father Jack or Father Dougal and why Dougal um, probably, I suppose, like probably Mrs. Doyle, because as as much as we try to get away with it, like all Irish women have this mammy and thing in them that like, and I know Mrs. Doyle wasn't a mammy, but she mammied the priests and this thing, like I really like feeding people and trying to give them tea when she's come into the house. My mother does it. My every well, ma- Irish like, mammy that I know Greg does it. didn't get a cup of tea yesterday. <laughs> Hold, oh, holding a mirror up to you today now I am didn't as much get a glass of water we didn't visit nanny yesterday oh we were famished going home I'm sorry I don't have the mobile home hooked up to water yet sorry your mobile home is at your home place get a grip yeah I don't have it I don't have it hooked there, there's no kettle in the mobile well, home here yet here comes Liza Minnelli the Liza are you today <laughs> Liza Minnelli's putting on a production here. <laughs> Ashley May writes in, did you answer that, Father, Mrs. Doyle? Yeah. Al- Ashley May writes in, if you get to pick who you haunt when you die, who will it be? <laughs> this is a rhetorical question. Absolutely rhetorical question. <laughs> Say it. I will come back. I will come back and terrorise you for the rest of your life, William Mohan. I would literally make your life a living hell, more so of a living hell than I have made it already. But like I would do it in the most annoying ways ever. Like it wouldn't even be scary. It would just be really fucking annoying, like taking the tooth taking the cap off the toothpaste the whole time and like fucking it into the toilet. Or like <laughs> when you get up in the morning, like your toothbrush is like just down the back of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or all your teeth bags have a tiny little hole in them so whenever you make a cup of tea it all comes out oh it'd be brilliant oh I'd love it I was kind of thinking it'd be more um similar to like similar to you living as in there just would be an absolutely putrid smell (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like oh she never left me I rub my ghosty arse on your pillow before you go to bed every night. I gotta make sure I die before you, bitch. <laughs> I would slide my bare arse up and down on your pillow just as you're getting into bed, and then I'd lie there beside you, invisible, like so you wouldn't know. And then you'd be on the pillow, and you'd be like, <gasps> "Oh, I'm after shitting the bed again. Oh, Jesus, I'm after shitting the bed again." <laughs> I'd wake up in the middle of the night and there'd be the ghost of a hair bun on the side of my bed. I'd be like, ah, is it a rat? 
that? Oh no, it's just Annie's old bun. <laughs> and you know what I do? I'd cut off the bun and I'd send it back to you from beyond the grave. <laughs> I'd send the bun to you in the post, like it was open post one day, oh, and she, the bun had popped out. I have a vision of you as a ghost going to the post office, like just like with a bun <laughs> and a box, waving it, be like, "How much is this? <laughs> Do you take invisible money?" <laughs> Ruth Newcomb writes, "Do you believe in reincarnation, and would you ever be regressed to find out if you've had past lives?" I've, I've been binge watching Ghost Inside My Child on Amazon Prime. Oh, Ruth, I must check that out. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, Ruth, thank you. Um, oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't come across that story yet, but or that um, show. But I'm so going to watch it because I watched that like um, that other one on Netflix recently, and mm-hmm. like I'd say that I've kind of like believed and not believed over the course of my life like I do believe that there are energies that we can't see or feel and that some of our energy may go on after we pass away um Mm -hmm. I didn't at all when I was younger as I'm getting older I kind of believe that but ask me in a year I might believe differently I'm fascinated Mm. by things like that show that you're talking about like I've just like blows my mind and I just think we don't fucking know. We don't fucking know anything. So I think it's nearly even healthier to spend your life believing than not believing. I think you might have a better life and I'm just going to choose to. I'll choose to. So um, thanks, Ruth. And I'm going to check out that show. Hmm. Uh, Denise Gallagher writes in and she wants to know, what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh. Um... Fuck, I've received some really good advice. Uh, I think one of the best things is like, just don't listen to other people's opinions. <laughs> like, just don't listen to other people's opinions about your life because they're not right usually. Um, uh, hmm. Like, you can take advice and you can listen to different points of view and take it on board, but like, the decision ends with yourself and nobody knows what, nobody knows what it's like to live in your head. And uh, don't make decisions based on what you think other people will think. Because fuck them. They don't have to get up and be in your brain every day. So do whatever the fuck you want to do. Thanks, girl. Sarah Anderson writes in, When you have ill-fitting underwear, do you toss it in the bin or do you keep it as just-in-case underwear? Also, Will, sorry to leave you hanging, the correct answer to how many times you should wear jeans before washing is several. I accept your answer. However, <laughs> as it is the same number of times I wear my jeans between... Uh, I, I accept your answer, however, as it is the same number of times I wear my jeans between washes. I was just curious to see if you were one of those mad men that never washed jeans for fear of wearing them out. I passed the test. I'm delighted. Oh my God, not washing jeans. Ew. Ew, I have come across a load of boys in my life who definitely don't wash their jeans enough. Like, they believe that jeans are these things that, like, kind of don't get dirty. Uh-uh, uh-uh, that is not true. Um, the underwear thing. This is so funny because this, like, happened to me this week. Uh, I, like, I bought a, a really nice bra thing from TK Maxx. Have you got that over there? And it, and uh, it, it has no underwire in it. And I'm like, fuck the underwire, lads. You don't you don't need it. Why have we been wearing underwire all our life? I think like every woman in lockdown has kind of realised that you don't need that shit. It, it it pops 
pokes out and pokes, pokes you and tries to puncture your lungs. So fuck it. Throw, throw them away. Um, I throw it out. I throw it out. I've had so many ill-fitting bras. I used to keep them in the in the lockers for ages. And then I was like, why is this drawer full of bras that like don't fit me? And it really grinds my gears that you cannot get the same fit of a bra in two different shops. I, why can't they just universalize the sizing of bras? It's really fucking annoying. And does anyone want to get together and just burn them? Let's just have another. Let's let, let's just have another feminist revolution and just burn the fucking things. Thank you. Wow, but you you would have to do something then because you'd be tripping the whole time. <laughs> um, David Mills writes in and he says, Annie, are you a normal person or are you a kind of psychopath that puts chocolate in the fridge? I am the psychopath who puts chocolate in the fridge. Absolutely. Oh my 100%. god, this is where we part ways. Yeah. Well, David bitch. is now going to be hosting the show <laughs> with me from now on. David, you start next week. Um, it's been a long time coming, and um, she is a psychopath. It's a confirmed psychopath. Uh, Alison wrote, wrote underneath um, David's post. She said, "My late father-in-law used to put bread in the fridge. Obviously, wasn't a well man." I'd you put, put bread, bread in the fridge. fridge. Yeah, you're an absolute. <laughs> you are, in fact, the smiling woman. Confirmed. The smiling woman is with me on the podcast. I didn't even know. What's wrong with bread in the fridge? Now you're. I know what you're thinking now. You're just like, am I crazy? Yeah, I was actually for a minute. I was like, could I be the smiling woman? <laughs> could I? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wait now, Roshi. What's going on? A bulletin, a news bulletin. You want me to read it out? Okay, go on then. Ghost hunter plunges 15 to 20 feet as paranormal investigation goes wrong. (laughs) Oh, holy Jesus, this is like me and you. A ghost hunter in Buffalo, New York, reportedly fell 15 to 20 feet during a paranormal investigation inside one of the city's landmark buildings. According to the Buffalo News, the unnamed 35-year-old woman, Annie, you're 37, was searching for ghosts in a nearby century-old central terminal building on Saturday when she plunged through the substation roof. She was taken to a local hospital and treated for multiple injuries, the newspaper reported. Her current condition is not known. A man hunting ghosts with her was not injured. Local NBC station WGRZ reported that the pair was ghost hunting without permission in the historic structure, but no charges have been filed. Buffalo Central Terminal was an accident train station for half a century operating from 1929 to 1979 before falling into disrepair in recent years parts of the terminal have been refurbished and occasionally opened for special events including including ghost tours uh. <laughs> <coughs> here we go hear and say what was caught that possibly could prove the paranormal activity does exist at the Buffalo Central Terminal. The blurb for one such tour in 2018 declared, in addition, the show Ghost Hunters filmed at the terminal several times. The woman's name is Annie Gann. <laughs> Imagine going on a little paranormal tour and falling to quite nearly your death. Would be something that you would do. After I pushed you. <laughs> I'd be you like, oh, on- Annie, there's some activity there. Go look. Hand on the back. Tap, tap. 
<laughs> you know what? This week's episode is really starting to make me feel that way. It would be welcome. Be welcome release at the moment. <gasps> yeah. The wheels have truly fallen off this episode. The cogs are now worn away. The wheels were three wheels. They're now scraping by on two. And the moan from Annie says it all. But uh, yeah, guys, if you would like to get more, you can sign up to our Patreon um, and get bonus episodes as well as our back catalogue of three seasons worth of What the Fuck is in This Book, a podcast that was banished to the realms of Patreon (laughs) hell. (laughs) Um... You can follow us on Instagram at Mysteries of the Unexplained. You can join our Facebook group at Mysteries of the Unexplained, where we talk a lot, a lot of shit. Um, and that's that's about it, I think, is it? That's about it. The Olympics is nearly over for us and um, we had a good run. No medals this year, but, you know, no. uh, we tried to trip a few people up along the way, but Will got disqualified for it because he's not sneaky enough. I, on the other hand, am yeah. quite sneaky, but I just didn't make it through the heats. But I'm hoping that I'll come back for Paris and just be in a place, men- better place mentally and physically, you know? Mm. Yeah, and, and it's I, I loved when you got disqualified from your... Um, sections and the camera zoomed in and all you could hear you was ah fuck it anyway (laughs) (laughs) no mammy now um oh I've got to go here there's someone at the door Will (laughs) meanwhile there's no one in the house okay Annie (laughs) okay enjoy your visitor Annie right okay join us next week for more episodes of the unexplained. No, what? no what more mysteries of the unexplained. Do you know the name of the fucking podcast? <laughs> I thought that was wrong. All right. Join us next week for more mysteries of the unexplained. Explain, 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 explain. Call me. Bye. This tune's gonna punish you. Punish you. Punish you. Punish you. Punish you. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's right, Victoria Beckham. Out your mind. Look it up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.